Welcome to the SciDef Cybersecurity Podcast. I'm your host, Raymond Evans, and this is my co-host, Michael Fairweather. We're here to provide you with the cybersecurity news that matters to help you in the cyber realm. We are proud members of the Pod Bros Podcast Network. Check them out at podbros.com. Hey, hey, everybody. It is episode six of our minicast for the SciDef Cybersecurity Podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about the DDoS attack that disrupted the entire internet. Whoa, what are you doing here? Why are you at my mic? <laughs> Sorry, folks. Michael got confused. I had, it's been a while. I thought I did that. We hope we threw you all off a little bit there with, with that little intro, because usually it's I who, uh, who introduces everything, but I decided this week I want Michael to introduce it. And he did a horrible job. I love your intro, Mike. <laughs> but yeah, as Mike said, we're going to be covering the massive DDoS that occurred a couple Fridays ago. I know we're doing it a little late, but Michael and myself have been a bit busy. We've been traveling a whole bunch. Uh, I've been doing some research all over the place. So, you know, life gets in the way and you got to spend some time with the family after you get back from a whole bunch of trips. Right, Mike? Absolutely. So it was actually really funny how I found out about this DDoS attack occurring. Um, as I said, we were we were traveling at that time, and I came back into the country from my trip, and the the individual at, at customs um, was going over all my papers and my passport, and he's like, "Oh, what do you do?" And I was like, "Oh, I I do cybersecurity research stuff, do some firewall rules, yeah, the basic <laughs> stuff." And he's like, "Oh." Well, you must be pretty busy. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, all the internet's down on the East Coast right now. I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) What are you talking about? That's that's how you want to find out about it. So I literally landed, walked up to customs, and they're like, oh, hey, there's a huge attack going on, man. Like, oh, cool. By the way, you're going to be busy. You thought you were busy before. But it doesn't affect me at all, busyness-wise, because I don't work for any of those companies. But I'm like, all right, man. Because apparently if you're cybersecurity, you work for all the companies. Oh, yeah. Everybody. All all of the companies. All of the companies. Yeah. So, so that was my interesting way of finding out. Did you <laughs> find out in an interesting way, or was it just like on Twitter or something? Uh, so I I remember seeing, let's see, it was Friday the 21st, was working probably on Amazon at some point. I was like, oh, this is acting weird. Okay, but that's normal. I'm, well, Amazon acting weird is not really normal, but our awesome, reliable internet connection um, at work uh, is, is normal sometimes. So uh, dealing with that, you know, too many people getting on, Things are running slow. You just kind of get used to it ever after a while. Not ideal, but um, it's like, oh, this is weird. Okay, whatever. Didn't think about it. Didn't check any news sites. And um, it's probably actually it's probably Monday, um, the Monday after that I really 
uh, was like, hey, let me, you know, let me check out some stuff. Let me see what's going on. And uh, I was like, oh, well, that that explains why everything was running slow, was because it was getting DOSed. Yeah, it was kind of surreal for me because I, I hadn't slept for, I'd say, about 26 hours, 27 hours. Hmm. Um, because I, I can't sleep when I'm on aircraft and trains and buses yeah. and... It was a it was a long trip to get back to the states for me, and like trying to catch all the connecting mode of transportations, I just can't sleep, of like par- sheer paranoia. So when I got back and I'm sitting in the airport waiting for my connecting flight, everything is super surreal. I'm like, is this really happening? <laughs> like watching this big old TV in the airport half out of it because again i hadn't had sleep in quite some time i was like what's happening here is this real this is a weird dream (laughs) i had that when i was coming back um from overseas earlier in the month but definitely wasn't getting uh you know having the east coasts uh getting knocked out so what was the name of this botnet again mike well, so I'm going to call it the Mariah. Let's call it Mariah. I like Mariah. You know? We got M-I-R-A-I, Mariah. We got to get... Um, Maria? No, Mariah. I'm, I'm going to go with Mariah, but we got to create another botnet called Carrie and like launch them both at the same time. <laughs> it's like, it's the Mariah Carrie attack. <laughs> Mariah, Mariah Carey's taking out the internet. Damn you, Mariah Carey. <laughs> so Mariah was attacking servers that belong to a company called DIN, which controls most of the internet's uh, DNS infrastructure. Again, it was hit on the 21st of October, and for a good bit, it, it remained under attack. Sites like Amazon were affected, Twitter, The Guardian, Netflix, Reddit, CNN, and a whole bunch of others uh, were getting taken down by this. And this botnet operates on one of the, the most dangerous things that we've talked about on this podcast before and on our Twitter. What, what's one of the more dangerous things that are out there that I've been complaining about, Michael? Um, and hmm. It's... it's it's not Mac devices. It's not Apple devices. <laughs> Android. No, not the Android. Well, it is an Android device, but it's a more specific type of Android device. Internet of Things. Yes, Internet of Thing devices. The Marriott, We've said it before. Say it again. Internet of Things is dangerous. I consider Internet of Things dangerous because of the triad of fail that I've talked about before. Undereducated, now undereducated, not as in stupid, but undereducated in the sense that they don't know how to code securely, you know, because in many colleges they don't teach secure coding. They just teach how to code, how to create a product. Yeah, security, is, security is not the number one, you know, goal when coding. Everybody's done Hello World. So, undertrained, undereducated um, is the first. The, the second is um, overworked. And then the third is, is tight time constraints because these programmers are creating 
lots of pieces of software to go onto these Internet of Thing devices and they have a short time span to do it and they don't know how to code securely and that all creates the triad of fail. And until we fix that triad of fail, we're going to keep seeing these kind of attacks. Yeah. Well, and, and it seems like they got it. They've, they've got the botnet. It was what we talked about. Um, talked about a, a DDoS attack um, back in end of August, early September. That was like 600 gig a second. This one was measured at 1.2 terabytes using the same stuff. So they've essentially doubled in a month, month and a half. Yep. What they had going before. I mean, I, at this point, I mean, I don't even, I don't even know what to unplug your Nest. I don't even know what to tell people for fixing uh, Internet of Thing devices. Yeah, because it's obviously not working. I would say change the uh, the login for the device because Miria is is just brute forcing uh, the default logins to get in. Yeah. So if users take it home and then change the login information because Miria then Mariah then goes in and changes the login information if users just go home and set it up like they would a router you know change the default password then they'll be fine but I, I okay yes but it seems like people aren't doing that oh no because because the That's average the, the average user doesn't know how to SSH into something yeah you say that they you know have caught Mariah but just a couple of days ago, uh, Mariah was used to perform a DDoS attack against Liberia. Liberia? Liberia? Liberia. That's it. And then a, a massive DDoS was just also done against Finland, shutting down central heating systems in Finland. Man. So Mariah's still out there. Mariah's still performing attacks. Oh, I, I didn't mean that they had found it and stopped it oh oh right on yeah 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 mariah is currently super super dangerous still performing attacks yeah what what i meant by what by that was that it's only getting bigger they're not they haven't stopped it it's it literally doubled in size what i was saying earlier it was the it was krebs on security yep when he got hit it was the highest it had ever been recorded at 665 gigs per second. I think I might have said megs per second before. You know, scratch that. 665 gigs per second. This was 1.2 terabytes per second. So literally double. Yeah, it's it's not it, it hasn't been caught. Nothing it, it it seems like nothing has been done to even slow it down. Yeah, they apparently shut down the command and control um, servers for the attack that had been performed against Krebs, but an, a new C2 was immediately stood up, and they were able to continue their their attacks. Wow. And uh, some of the news outlets were saying that amateurs are behind us, amateurs are behind us. They, they seem pretty together for, to me, um, to, you know, call them amateurs. I mean, they might be amateurs in the sense that, you know, they're not working for some huge you know, group like Anonymous or something like that. Um, or even some nation state, but... Yeah, but they seem pretty together to me. You know? Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily use the term amateurs against them. 
I mean, yeah. they're able to quickly s- shut down a C2 and immediately stand up a new C2 to cover their tracks. Yeah, that's not an amateur move by any means. Yeah. What are your opinions on this, Mike? It's, uh, you know, we, we, we talk about it a lot. It, it seems to be something that we bring up a lot. Like you said, the Internet of Things. The companies have made it so easy to literally just plug it in and it's good to go. You know, you plug it in, it's up and running, it's doing what it said it's going to do. You plug in your smart fridge and suddenly you're buying groceries while looking through a camera and never even opening your fridge in the first place. Oh, well, that's what I want. Well, they have that. I don't want to look at my fridge. I don't. Who's, who's got time for that? <laughs> Plus, my fridge is dirty. Why would I want to look at my fridge? Well, why would you want to look at a dirty fridge with a camera? I don't feel as bad looking through a camera. Is it less dirty if it's through a camera? Well, because, you know, a camera takes like um, 10% filth off of uh, the image. <laughs> especially so you, especially if it's a low-resolution camera. Gotcha. So your milk is – you have 10% more milk because it adds 10 pounds, right? Camera adds 10 pounds, so yeah, 10% so, more milk but 10% less filth. Got yeah, it. Yeah, then I'm like – Oh man, I didn't know I had like three jugs of milk. <laughs> what happened? I thought I only had one. There was only one here earlier. My math, my, my math is all off for that ten percent. Ten percent equals another jug. Two apparently. Yeah. Not two hundred percent. Just ten. But yeah, so I mean, you they have that, and you just you plug it in and you go. It's not secure, and it's just an IP address waiting out there. It's talking It's talking to your local network, and it's talking to whoever, whatever system it's set up to, to order your groceries. So, of course, that's not going to be secure. And there are millions of these devices out there. So, I... Literally millions. Literally millions. Not even an, an exaggeration. Literally millions of these devices. So Amazon's uh, buttons, the, the little buttons that you can click to order things with, mm-hmm. um, were actually on sale for a dollar today. So you can buy more things? So I actually I, I ordered some to, to try oh. to break into. Oh, to mess with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're going to use... Uh, Wireless sniffing and see what's actually being transmitted. Yeah, yeah. So, the dash button, um, they they were on sale today for um, for a period of time. So yeah. I t- oh, are they not anymore? Up. No, they're not on sale now. Oh man! I woke up and I saw uh, the deal on Kinja, and I was like, yes, please. <laughs> Amazon dash buttons. Those now they're back at four ninety nine each. So they went to a dollar. Yeah, and you get five dollars credit every time uh, the first time you use it. So I made money off of it. Nice. Yeah. And then you're gonna break them. Yeah. <laughs> so they paid for themselves. They paid for themselves. Yes. So are you gonna? Um, so which ones did you get? Um, I got a, a cliff and a buy, B-A-I. What is that? It's a water. I, I, I'm not going to actually 
use it to get the water. Gotcha. It was like the first two I saw. <laughs> I was like, bye bye. I would have at least got tied. You know, if I was really classy, I would have went with Trojan. Trojan? Like, oh, I need some more Trojans. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have that one in your wallet, right? You just keep you keep the dash button in your wallet. <laughs> just... <laughs> and then you're like, oh man, I'm out of the one in my wallet. Gotta hit that button. Gotta hit the button. Hey, Amazon, deliver to me. We are going off a million tracks tonight. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'd like to explain the whole Trojan thing, but no. So back to Mariah. <laughs> the whole reason behind Mariah being able to get into these devices in the first place were the weak default passwords that they had. Default passwords on a device are the crux of devices. If you don't notify your users that they need to change the default passwords, they're not going to because they're just going to assume everything is okay to use when you first plug it in. We saw this problem with routers a whole bunch. The default passwords being super weak and people getting into it. Hell, you can still go out there to web applications and log in with default credentials for different web applications because users don't change them. There's an entire website devoted to what it can get into. If anybody has ever been out to Shodan, that's default passwords. Default passwords are terrible. Please change your device's passwords. That's the only advice that we have for you for this episode. Is if you don't want to be part of this botnet, change your default passwords. Be proactive with your devices. Don't plug in your USB toaster and just assume everything is okay. But I need Darth Vader toast. If you want to be really proactive with it, filter things like um, port 22. You know, the, the, the login ports for your devices. Filter that out in your, uh, your firewall rules. You know, create a, a blacklist there. All traffic going to port 22 drop. Yeah. Because let's be honest, you're probably not SSHing into your home devices from outside of your network. Um, If you're doing that kind of stuff, you're probably at home doing it. I know that's what I do. Um, If I'm, you know, researching something, I'll I'll log into the the ports from home. But I never do it outside of my home. And and even if you, let's say you did it from outside your home, you would have your network locked down. Yeah, I would probably have a VPN into my desktop and then execute everything from my desktop. Yeah. You're not going to just have it open. Yeah, never. So, people, lock your network down. Developers, create stronger default passwords. Or, when they're setting it up, make it so that they have to change the password. Mm, That's a good one. Look at you, Mike. I know, right? You're the smart one tonight. (laughs) Let's be honest, you're the smart one like almost every night. Yeah. Oh, I just like reading. But no, it's... it's who, yeah. who reads, you nerd? <laughs> nerd. <laughs> nerd. Everybody reads. It just depends on what they're reading. I listen to audiobooks brought to you by Audible.com. Do you read Twitter? 
Use the code word SIDEF. I'm just kidding. I'm so kidding. Do you read Twitter? No, I use uh, text-to-speech for it to, to talk to me. Everybody reads. I'm not reading right now. I So I got you and one of you talking to me, and then I got um, text-to-speech telling me the articles in another year. <laughs> Oh, so that's why we keep running off on tangents. It's taking a while to actually catch up. Yeah, it keeps like hitting advertisements on the side, and it's like, um, yeah. So then, so that's I, our cue to. So then to... I, I start talking about that advertisement on the side. Gotcha. I'm like, oh, five things that have happened to you standing in a Starbucks line. You won't believe item number three. <laughs> It'll blow your mind. <laughs> Oh, so clickbait. It's it's audio clickbait. It is. <laughs> it's the worst kind of audio, audio clickbait. I'm like, where do I click to, to listen to that? I saw a picture. I saw a, somebody had printed a poster. Um, this was a couple weeks ago. Um, and it was, it was clickbait. And at the bottom of it, it said, click here to find out more information. It was a piece of paper. I, I have not laughed that hard in a long time. That's real good. That's I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. Click here to find out more. No. You know what's an, an even better prank to do? Is to put up a sign above a printer saying that the printer is voice activated and that the printer needs to configure its uh, audio settings for each user, so you have to speak loudly to the printer <laughs> on your first use. So then you just have people in a corner, like yelling at the printer to print something. Nice. Or to, to create copies. So I don't know if you ever watched the IT crowd, uh, but they did once, that. Once or twice I've watched. Okay. So I, th- I believe it was season one, episode mm-hmm. one, or series one, episode one. Um, where they told Renum that his uh, his computer was voice activated now, and oh, it might take yeah, a while. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, it might take a while to actually uh, get everything set up. And he's just like, "Hello, hello, computer, hello." Oh, I love the IT crowd. All right, yeah. we're we're gonna wrap this episode <laughs> up here. So, Mariah. Botnet, bad. Default passwords, bad. Change pa- Changing default passwords, good. Very good. Making hard default passwords, developers, good. Forcing your users to change the default passwords when they're setting up. Better. Better. <laughs> oh, man. I was your host. <laughs> Actually, no. Michael was your host this week. I was your host. Kind of. And And he was my glorious co-host? Yeah. (laughs) Raymond Evans. Stay safe. Keep your network safe. And have a week. Have a week.
Cybersecurity training has traditionally been really expensive and therefore too hard to come by for many people. The result of super high price training is a skill gap that has left the industry with over 1 million unfilled jobs, which is crazy. But CyberAir is working to change that. The cybersecurity training revolution has begun. Get free training courses and find jobs in the field at CyberAir.it. Employers looking for cybersecurity talent can also post jobs there. So again, free cybersecurity training and jobs at CyberAir.